This is enormous with your hosts, Harley and KC. Hey, KC, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about our podcast and our first episode. How about you? Oh, I'm totally excited. What can our listeners expect to hear? Our goal is to find stories, your stories, my stories, other people's stories, and to share those stories. Stories about... Anything and everything. Perfect. I love that. That We're going to have a topic for each episode, we hope to, but we really don't know where it's going to go. We do know that it could go south. (laughs) So our topics could be explicit if you're easily offended by talking about sex or adult subjects, then just skip to the end, turn this off. Don't listen to us. Yep, I agree. It's totally okay. Go to the end, enjoy our lovely closing music, and perhaps a blooper. Later in this episode, we will have a feature called Enormous Lies, where we tell an outrageous story, and you decide if it's true or an enormous lie. Enormous. We'll also have a segment that we call I'm Coming Out, where we're going to share someone's story. In this episode, we're going to hear from a 94-year-old who only came out 10 years ago at 84 years old. That's an amazing story, and I can't wait to hear what our listeners think about this guy's Yeah, story. I can't wait to share that either. Near the end of this episode, we will each share a revelation, insight, reflection, or speculation. It could be about the topic of the day. It could be something completely random in our lives. Just something that pops into our head. Sounds good. Let's get started, Harley. What are we going to talk about today? Well, since this is our first episode, let's just see where it leads. But let's start out with why do we want to make a podcast? Why do we want to create a podcast? Well, I want to try podcasting because of my friends that I've met in the podcasting community, because my first iPod Touch had a button called podcasting, and I wanted to find out that what that was. I started listening to podcasts and enjoying and appreciating them and developed a whole network of friends that I didn't even know in person that I only knew from podcasting. Why would you like to try to do podcasting? Well, when I went to the Pride 48 event in in New Orleans this year, I met so many nice people. Everybody was having such a good time. And I just said, I want to do it too. I want to have a good time. I want to try podcasting and see if I can have that same kind of fun energy that they all seem to be having. I think that's really great. And the fact that we have each other that lives in the same city so that we can do this together, I think that was motivational for us as well. Ready to get started? Am I ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's get this podcast rolling. Here we go. Here we go. When we recorded our first trailer, we were not looking at each other. We were looking at the computer, we were looking at an outline or a script or something like that, and we sort of lost that contact we have. Are you speaking of the archived (laughs) recording that (laughs) shall never be heard by anyone? The archived recording that was an hour worth of recording, edited down to seven minutes, (laughs) and then trashed. (laughs) Let's put it on Patreon and see if somebody wants to buy it. That would be really funny. I still like the concept of producing a podcast so bad that people actually pay us not to put it on. 
I will donate to your cause $5 if you just stop talking. And promise never to do it again. <laughs> it's a concept. I just feel like we're already ahead of the game because 100% of nothing is nothing. It's true. That's a very good So point. we're already winning. I feel like what we're looking at is thinking about doing a once a month show. Right. Probably that's about 30 minutes long. Right. Where we just talk to each other, sort of picking a concept, or sometimes maybe we invite a guest to talk to them about a particular topic. One of the things I really want to do is I want to talk about sluts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that just came out of nowhere. What? Okay. I listed it too. A little, little syllabus there. You can't help but say sluts with a little bit of a lisp to if it. If you're I gay think. and you say sluts, it has to come <laughs> out just, with all. <laughs> it's part of it. How it is gay part are of you? It. How gay am I? I'm pretty gay. <laughs> Slut shame. Everybody wants sex, right? It's true. Well, I think we can talk about being promiscuous and doing it in an ethical way as opposed to a non-ethical way. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of stuff that I want to cover in this podcast over the next five years. <laughs> five years? I'm optimistic. Ooh, you are. I am. Yeah. I want to talk about penises. What about them? Well, about how everyone's obsessed with cock. Bigger? Smaller, bigger, smaller, longer, shorter, whatever. Everyone has their preference, right? Girthier, lighter, darker, whiter, redder. Exactly. <laughs> big head, small head, big balls, small balls, saggy balls, tight balls, sex. Balls. <laughs> balls. <laughs> sex is a great topic. <laughs> so I want to talk about sex. I want to talk about slut shaming. That's it. Five years worth of that. <laughs> <laughs> that it, could, it could go on. I know in Denver, what is it, Trade has a puppy night, pub night, something like that? They do. They do. There's a bar here in Denver that does have a night where they do invite the trainers and the pups. I'm probably going to get that all wrong. and <laughs> get a, I'll get a call telling me I'm not using the proper terminology. I hope so. Yeah. Who do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know who's going to be calling you when they hear this. <laughs> My ones of listeners? Yeah, your ones of listeners. <laughs> Big fatty, me. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I realized I was gay when I was 14 and I read a Reader's Digest article about homosexuality. Did you go to prom? Yes. With a girl? Yes, but I didn't go with the girl I was dating. It was a big brouhaha. Uh-oh. A brouhaha. No, that's a word. It is a bit. Wow. I like that one. Yeah. So my the girl I was dating is my best friend now. We've known each other for many, many years. And uh, I think as a way of trying to rectify the whole fact that I was coming out in high school I did not take her to the prom because I didn't want to lead her on oh okay well, it's that, kind of a sad thing yeah that is sad but kind of good on you for realizing at that age that it was not the right thing to do why did all those movies back then have to portray anybody that was of any kind of gay characteristic to be some kind of a horrible person. There's or, another topic. Yeah, see? How gays are portrayed in the cinema. Yeah, either they're horrible or they get killed in the first couple of scenes. Yeah. Or they're just the designer or the wedding assistant. They're usually the one that's made fun of. Yep. So uh, that's something we can explore. The podcast then, it will probably be a smorgasbord. Say it. Smorgasbord? <laughs> yes. 
of uh, all kinds of topics. Are you asking me to say that because I'm German? Are you German? I am German. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. Achtung, baby. Yeah. No, no sprechen Sie Deutsch. No, yeah. that's too bad. I speak French a little bit. Do you? Je Are you French? I'll say very badly. Are you French? No, I'm not French, but I took French in high school because I wanted to learn a language that I'd never used. Do you know how to French? Well, yeah, don't you? <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> Even if they don't know that they know, they that's know. That's true, but do you do it well? It's an art. It is an art, don't you think? I think so. Did you know I went to school in Montreal? I did not. Yep. So I uh, got my fine art degree from Concordia University in Montreal. And the whole reason I moved up there was I went to Provincetown for Labor Day weekend. And I met a French-Canadian whose name I shall not totally say, but his first name was Jean-Gilles. And Jean-Gilles met me at a tea dance, which is traditionally a Sunday afternoon. We went back to his place that he was renting, and we spent the whole night up having sex. And I knew I was in love, and I moved to Montreal and lived with him. <laughs> oh, my God. So many questions I have. I'm going to oh, have to make a, a list. Story. We're going to unpack yep, this one, That's a we? big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, and why do they call it a tea dance? That's a big yeah, question. Yeah, I don't know why they call it a tea dance either. Because afternoon, afternoon tea. Afternoon tea? Okay. Yeah. What time does afternoon tea supposed to be? I don't know. The, the tea dance is late afternoon into early evening, I guess. And it was always in Provincetown at the boat slip. That's traditionally the, where the tea dance used to be. I don't know anymore if it's still there. And why do they call it a slip? Boat slip. A boat slip. Maybe because that's where you slip the boat you into the, the boat water right in there? Okay. and pull it out of the water. You said slide it in and pull it out. I did. <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> So that would be something to unpack. The more we talk on this and the more we become relaxed and just express talk. ourselves, just the more people get to know us in our private parts. <laughs> <laughs> now you said private parts. Well, not those private parts, but you know what I mean. Well, the, the name of the podcast is Enormous. It so is Enormous. That could be associated with private parts. It, it could be. And it could it, be associated with personalities. That's true. It could be associated with enormous goals yep enormous aspirations enormous servings of fried chicken delicious (laughs) so the more we talk and the more we we get comfortable the more we reveal sort of who we are as people and uh it's kind of scary it is a little scary to think that we let our guard down and let total strangers know who we are I think that what happens is that after a little bit of time, you begin to start to forget that the microphone is there and that you're being recorded and then you just kind of start talking. And that's when shit gets real. Are there any secrets you have that you'll reveal? Uh, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you found that super laughable, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, guess so I, didn't, I guess I didn't pull it off. No, you well. don't pull off straight too well. I pull off straight though pretty well, don't I? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I guess it depends. We turn it I guess. I guess the reality is that all gay people turn it on and turn it off. I went to prom yeah. with a girlfriend my junior year and senior year. What was that like? Well, it's. I'm from Iowa, so it's what I thought I was supposed to do. It's Did she think you were going to get married eventually? Did the, my junior prom 
didn't, but my senior prom did. Uh, definitely did. Did she think you were going to marry her? Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I was in her wedding <laughs> as the wedding singer. Really? Yes. You want to hear another story? <laughs> the girl I dated in high school who I did not take to the prom married me and my husband. Oh, that's a good story, too. How about that? That's something to talk about. Look at about. us having our little stories to tell. We've got lots of stories I to tell. I feel like it's endless. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing. And I feel like what happens is we start somewhere and we spin off onto something else, and but that's okay yeah. that, to let that happen, just to let it be organic. And I think that's okay, too. Wherever our thoughts lead us, we just go there and talk yeah. about it. At the beginning of our wedding, she looked at the uh, friends that had gathered. We got married in California. And we live in Colorado, but um, at the beginning of the wedding, she looked at the people who had come to the wedding, and she said, most of you know that uh, Harley and I have been friends for many, many, many years, but what you may not know is that Harley was my first true love. It brought me to tears. I had no idea that she was going to say that. that? No, it was a total surprise, and I had no idea it was her first true love. Oh, my gosh. You're from Colorado now? Yeah. Are you high? pretty high 5280 feet <laughs> i feel high are we the highest podcasters yeah we are enormously high enormously high hey man you want to yeah. toke one out here you go casey yeah. here's don't, one for you don't uh, bogart that joint as they say that's not what they say yeah i think yeah. that's a very old expression it's probably think, true but think, i'm maybe maybe i'm old the uh, room that we're broadcasting from is a little dark yeah. It's not a closet, which would probably make better sound, but it's... it's We're already hard. out. It's too late for the closet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I do have a friend from high school who was in my high school class, I just found out, records in her closet for NPR. Nice. We have neighbors that record in the closet next door to my house. It's supposed to be a pretty good uh, sound room, and I imagine that we will probably improve the quality of the sound is this podcast yeah it'll get better and speaking of of in the closet and we're already out i was thinking we were talking about doing a segment about out and i'm coming out the 94 year old friend i have who came out at 84 yeah now that's a story does he have a boyfriend (laughs) you want to meet him (laughs) 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 wow that went in a direction i wasn't excited expecting it to go no i was just asking for general knowledge does he have a boyfriend actually he does have a friend who he has conjugal visits from wow that's younger than him that's younger than him by how much i think uh 30 years i think he's like 65 is the (laughs) wow is the 65 year old like older men i guess he does he likes older daddies because i know somebody that's older than 65 that even prefers older men than he is really? always has that'd be a that'd for be his a entire life course, wouldn't it i would love to interview him love it so much as long as we're on the subject why don't we go ahead and play the coming out story from our 94 year old his name is ray and i think you're going to really love it Well, the coming out process, and we always talk about it like it's some formality, and it's a very gradual thing uh, with everybody. Some, you know, some people it came out when they were 11 years old. Uh, others, uh, it's just a gradual 
uh, realization of who you are and what you are, and it was okay, or it is okay, or nobody's going to punish you like they would when you were a little kid. I've uh, lived all of my adult years of trying to be, to fit in. I wanted to be straight because I wanted to fit in to the whole social scheme of where, of the way I was brought up. When you start to realize that how come you like boys instead of girls, you begin to say, something's wrong, I'm different. And see, I said it's wrong. I don't know that it's wrong now, but uh, trying to uh, fit into the social schedule of growing up as a teenager, and I've always been sneaking around, experimenting with sex with boys, or thinking of them at least, but never really getting seriously involved with anybody. Because of my straightness, if you will, I worked really hard in my young adult years to fit in to the point where when I went to school, I uh, found a, a, a lovely lady that I ultimately married. It was a college romance, the whole thing. I think it's sort of like a, a bad movie script now. I was happy to be married, although she had to, I think, push me a little bit. It was like, when are you going to ask me to get married, or are you? Well, she never literally said that, but I got the message. And finally, I acquiesced. Anyway, we got married. Ultimately, we adopted two children, a boy and a girl. We raised them. I think we spent 50 years together. Uh, she ultimately died. After going through whatever the process was of mourning, I realized that it wasn't necessary to feel like I was cheating on anybody anymore if I wanted to go out and have some fun with another guy. And that's about what it amounted to, is recreational sex. That time after her death, I think, is I gradually moved to the closet door and then I opened it about 10 years ago. I met some very nice people once I got over being ashamed of who I was and, and what I wasn't. When I would look at people, oftentimes I look at another man and I say, I want to be like him. I wish I could be him, but I never could be because I'm who I am and that's what I'm going to have to get used to. But they're really good friends. They like me because I'm as what I am. Uh, right now, I would tell you, if whoever asked me, first of all, uh, I'd qualify by saying, uh, what business is it of yours? And then I might also say, that's defensive, but I could also say, yes, so what? Does that make me that much more different than you? Does it matter who you sleep with? No more am I concerned with what other people think. Oh, always do what's right. So Now anymore, I have to tell you, I felt a real sense of freedom of being able to speak and tell my truth.
So it's that time of the episode for enormous lies. Or it could be an enormous truth. So Casey, why don't you start and tell me a story, and I will try to guess, along with whoever's listening, whether it's true or an enormous lie. All right. I'm going to go first. Here I go. When I was a teenager, I got picked up by the local town cop. I got handcuffed. I got put in the back of the cop car and put in the jail cell. You were handcuffed sitting in the back of the cop car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> think of a small town. Think of like the Andy Williams show. No. Andy Griffith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think of the Andy Griffith show and that the little uh, jail there that had the two cells. Sure. It's, it looked exactly like that wow. pretty much. Our main street in, in uh, the town I grew up was only two blocks long. So you get thrown in jail and what happens? Well, I was scared, of course, because I was 17, so I was, felt pretty scared about it. Were there any older prisoners there eyeing your cute little 17-year-old ass? <laughs> no one else was there, just me. Too bad. I thought it was going to turn into a porn story. A hot story, yeah. Your dad bailed you out. He did. Yep, he came and got me. I am going to say, based on what you've told me here today, that that is an absolute truth. You are correct. It's a true story. My dad left his truck on Main Street at the local little Main Street gas station, and he had always complained about the gas attendant at the gas station leaving everyone's keys in their car, even if they left their vehicle there overnight. So my friends and I were cruising around up and down the two blocks of Main Street, which didn't take very long. And uh, I just, we stopped and I just went over and looked in my dad's truck to see and this the keys were in there and yes it was unlocked so I just got in it and started driving it around did you have a driver's license I did I did so yeah. why would you why were you pulled over did your dad notice it was missing no the cop apparently saw <laughs> me to do it so he took after me and put the lights on and everything and pulled wow. me over but you know it was a little town I was like you know, hey, cop, it's my dad's vehicle. And he's like, I don't care. You can't steal a vehicle. And I'm wow. like, well, I'm not really stealing it. It's, you know, my dad's. But still, he, I, it was a whole thing. I think he was trying to teach me some kind of a lesson. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. So you ready for my story? Yes. Okay. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. So this would be like eight or nine years old. I lived in a small town. It was surrounded by farms. You know, imaginations were pretty much our play toys. Eight or nine? Eight or nine years old. So it was just like 20 years ago then. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. That's it. It was 20 years ago. Nice. True or false? Lie. <laughs> Imagination was pretty much our toy. That and mud. You know, we dug holes and we, we did all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to be an astronaut. So I went door to door trying to collect an astronaut outfit uniform. I literally knocked on people's doors and asked them if they had any astronaut clothes because that I was going into outer space. Along the way, I got a plastic candy bowl that could be used as a helmet for oxygen. I found something to stick in my ear. I think it was like some plant material, like a pussy willow or something to stick in my ear to be headphones. One of the neighbors gave me a zip-up jumpsuit, which was really great, but I was eight and the jumpsuit was for an adult man, so that was a little bit silly. So here I am dressed up in an adult jumpsuit, 
pussy willow stuck in my ear, a bowl on my head, trying to somehow leave the planet on a spaceship. Nice. I have a few questions before yes. I tell you my answer. Uh, one of them was, was this an orange jumpsuit? No. <laughs> Concerned about your neighborhood. Yeah. No, it was blue. It was and like... your well-being. It was, it was like, you know, gas station attendant We're jumpsuit. in a time and age now where we don't really go door to door for much other than Halloween, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's a question. Uh, the other question I had was, well, just generally the going door to door part. So you lived in town. We lived in town. Okay. In a neighborhood with houses that were like small houses, big houses, what? Just little, little small houses. I oh. don't. Okay. Just, just a teeny little house. Was with it a, yard. a small town or a big town? It was a small town. Okay. All right. A small town. So my answer is going to be that there may be some but wait, of each there's here. Mo- there's oh, more. There's oh, more to the story. Oh, I'm listening. I'm going door to door collecting these outfits. One of the neighbors thought it was a little strange that my mother would let me go from door to door and ask people for pieces and parts of an astronaut outfit. So she called my mother, and I'm walking down the street with a plastic candy bowl on my head, pussy willows in my ears. And this jumpsuit that was meant for a man that was dragging all over the place. My mom drives up, gets out of the car, grabs me, throws me in the car, takes me back, and does not let me have dinner because she was so embarrassed that I had gone down the street and asked all these neighbors for this silly stuff. So that's the story. All right. I'm going to call that a true story because I would think that if you went, uh, in air quotes, door-to-door begging... (laughs) Your mother would have been embarrassed by that. My mother would have been embarrassed, but she was not embarrassed because I did not do that. That is an enormous lie. Oh, enormous. Lie. Lie. (laughs) Casey, I have a little insight for the end of our episode today. Nice. I don't really have any thoughts today, but I want to hear yours. Well... Last night when I was getting ready for our recording session today, I was thinking about, it just popped into my mind about 20 years ago, I was at a wholesale buying gift show in San Francisco, buying things from my store, and I came across a vendor who was selling engraved pocket pebbles. These are little stones. They had a three-dimensional Chinese character engraved on them. Of course, I had no idea what the character meant, and when I walked up to his booth, he grabbed a basket that was full of these pocket pebbles and he said, pick one. See, see what you need to be focusing on. And I stuck my hand in the basket and I pulled it out and he told me that the character meant compassion, which I really didn't get. I didn't understand. Now it's 20 years later. I think about that stone often and I think about showing compassion towards people and particularly in our current world that we live in and the current politics that are going on, I think that uh, compassion is really, really important for all of us. I feel like we're at a time where everybody needs a stone in their pocket that says compassion. I think you're right. Harley, are we done yet? I think that's a wrap. Do you have a topic you think we should discuss? Do you want to leave us a comment? We'd love to hear from you. And we've made it very easy. You can email us directly at enormouspodcast at gmail.com 
Or you can leave us a voice message at 303-351-2880. You can also visit our website at www.enormouspodcast.com and find us on Facebook and Twitter at EnormousPod. That's right. Leave the cast off. Your arm's not broken. You don't need it. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Are we done? I think we're done. Nice. Bye. Bye. Chicken feet are big. Oh, that's what he said.